Hey, B. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find? Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry. And we've been a lot of places. We've had a lot of coffee. But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from. Yeah. Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a micro roastery using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because mm. it is amazing. It takes all the bitterness out. All the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door. You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So there is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it. And it is the best coffee that we have ever had. So click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Hacienda Real. Keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks. I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them. It's what's on them. But yeah, I got on my smart ass undies. They're not just super comfy. They've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low impact materials. So we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with smart ass undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the things we love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smartass undies. Cheeky and comfy. Hey everyone, this is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. So this one... This is something that I, okay, let me back up. So you sent me an article about how condom use was declining, just in general. During and after the pandemic, you mean? Well, just just in general. As a trend, we're seeing condom use going down across gay, straight, bi, whatever. It's just in general, people are using condoms less. Okay. And I was very curious about why this might be the case as a product of 90s sex education <laughs> for the uninitiated what was 90s sex education like well 90s sex use education a condom or use a condom or you will die of aids that was basically yes. the message yes and also you might get pregnant or something like that i mean you won't well i won't but i could get somebody pregnant yeah right and that that's what it was that's what it was and i promise you i would have been way sluttier I mean, had I had the opportunity, (laughs) if I wasn't so scared of getting an STI that was going to kill me. Right. I mean, in the 90s, HIV was fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. We didn't know anything about it. It was much, it followed the course very similarly to COVID. Yeah. We didn't know anything about it. It killed people. Mm -hmm. They weren't sure how it transmitted at first, the scope 
of it and the demographic, unfortunately, not as many people gave a shit about gay people right in the 90s as we do now i mean i do you sure. do yeah we do well just gay rights in general is very different now than it yeah. was 40 years ago or 30 years ago right but i think that even then we kind of understood that one of the reasons that it was so dangerous was because not everybody was out about being gay yeah so it was a concern for straight people as yeah. well because some people didn't want to tell anybody that they were gay, didn't want to come out because, you know, there were a lot of men that were having sex with other men and then yeah. going home to their wives. Yeah, the stigma of being gay meant that anything that was affecting that community was going to eventually spill out of that community because of the underground nature of so much of it. Yeah, and, and I think that's something that didn't really occur to people at first, right? Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, well, we don't have to worry about this because we're not gay. Yeah, but... Huh. Yeah. And then, you know, in other places in the world, AIDS was a problem for everybody. And, and in a, and a lot of places still is. And so you were really interested in talking about condom use mm -hmm. and its decline. Just, you know... And I, I think that there's a lot going on here and there's a lot of cultural context when we talk about what's going on yeah. right now with Roe v. Wade, what's going on with religion, what's going on yeah. with COVID and how that's kind of pushed sex education and stuff aside. There's a whole lot going on here. Yeah. So they interviewed a lot of people in this article about do they use condoms and if they don't, what are their reasons for not doing it? Right, and right, I think, right. I think in some communities... And they point to this, and I and I've this article was in the first place to to make me aware of this. But in the gay male community, with the development of PrEP, sure, the risk of contracting HIV, and if you do contract HIV, dying from full blown AIDS, mm -hmm. has pretty much been eliminated. Yeah, where you oh, can yeah. take the viral load down to somewhere that's completely undetectable. Mm -hmm. You're technically positive, but you, for all intents and purposes, you're not transmitting it or developing any advanced symptoms as a this, the virus progresses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that message in the 70s and 80s and 90s in that community where, you know, wrap it up. Use condoms, yeah. Or you're going to get HIV and then you definitely will die. Right, right. Has kind of waned and there's a very dramatic increase in people having unprotected sex because they're not right. worried about HIV. Now, there's a lot of other STIs out <laughs> yeah. there that have unfortunately seen a rise as a result of this lack of condom use. Syphilis being one of them. Yeah. Herpes being another one. Herpes, yeah. And then you have things like gonorrhea and chlamydia, of which there's the super gonorrhea that is almost incurable. Now, here's, this is an interesting thing because I also did a little bit of kind of side research, mm. just sort of thinking about the kind of relationship that we have and how safer sex practices have always mm -hmm. been a part of that. Mm -hmm. And even when you and I met, I don't think I'd ever met a straight man who was so adamant and so conscientious about safer sex practices as you are. I think in my experience, that was very uncommon. Mm. And dating now, you know, single people that are dating now, sure. you know, sort of mid-post-pandemic, talking about why they don't use condoms. 
straight women, like women that have sex with men talking about why they don't use condoms or why they don't insist on condoms. And that one was more complex than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Because there were quite a few women interviewed in this where they gave that as a reason. They didn't want to bring it up to the partner. Some of it was like, we don't want to spoil the mood. And other ones were like, fear of violence as a result of it that it was going to become it was going to go from a consensual to a non-consensual sexual encounter if they Mm -hmm. brought up hey put a condom on dude i mean consensual sex can move to non-consensual sex really quickly if we're talking about stealthing well jesus which you know stealthing is the removal of a condom during intercourse you start it with a condom on so that's the agreed Yes. Sort of, this is what we're doing. And then at some point, yes. it gets removed without, right. without without one partner's knowledge. Right. Which at that moment becomes assault yeah. because that's not something that was consented to. No. But I think, you know, during our, our journey and, you know, we just celebrated five years mm-hmm. back in April. I think mm-hmm. we talked about, our, if you haven't listened to our Miami episode, yeah. you should. It's a real mood lifter. <laughs> so much so that we're going back yeah but i think we've always been kind of stunned by how laissez-faire a lot of people are about even in this ethical non-monogamy that's what i'm talking about like sharing information and and paperwork but it's been a very effective screening technique for us because if people are really kind of like oh well if they're weird about it if they're weird do you remember that couple that we met yes. up? Is that what you're thinking about? I know exactly yeah. what you're thinking about. That couple that we met up with for uh, some drinks to see if maybe maybe it was going to be possible. Mm-hmm. And, and we exchanged the information with them, basically like talking the elevator pitch about when the last time you were tested, what are your safer sex practices? This is what we do. What is what we do? What, you know, what, what are, are your you boundaries? Yeah. All, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And got this look like, wow, like you guys... You guys must have a lot of sex if you're testing really regularly. And it was so judgy and shamey. Like it's like we're thinking about the four of us fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're gonna be like, bro, I'm a little squicked out by how often you get tested. Yeah. And then my first reaction is like, bro, and you don't get tested? You're doing all you They never 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 get tested. You just finished telling me all these stories about all these fun encounters that you've had and and never at any point was mm-hmm. testing or status mm-hmm. at all brought up in, mm-hmm. and it was like and surprisingly that was the last time we ever yep. talked to them y- yep surprise surprise we did not have sex with them yeah yeah but I, I mean i think during the pandemic at the height of it where we were anyway we were also talking a lot about people when i say people i mean men straight men <laughs> um, who were making were jumping up and down and stomping their feet about wearing a mask yeah and at that time there was an article that came out about how surprise surprise men that make a big deal about or don't wear masks also don't wear condoms yeah tend to have a tendency to not wear condoms okay so my i want to talk a little bit about our sorry did we just encapsulate the whole episode and like well no but there there and we're done there we go no I, i what i wanted to do is kind of talk about our experiences okay with condom use to see if there were any kind of parallels to what i feel like you have a lot more condom use stories than i do well i mean what the author of the article was was like are we going to see some similarities there so for me i never one of the big issues a lot of the men in the article cited for not wanting to wear a condom is that it kills the mood okay nope they're uncomfortable 
Okay, we'll d- address that later. Yep. And <laughs> and it causes loss of erection. Oh, yes, it in, absolutely does. In men. Yep. And I looked at... Some, t- some men. Some men. And I looked at that and went, I don't understand this. Now, part of that might be my sexual history in that I was with my ex for a long time Mm -hmm. and didn't have to use she was only the second person i'd ever had sex with Mm -hmm. but you were her first but and i was her first yeah and then for a very long time we obviously didn't use condoms sure right and it wasn't until that relationship ended and i was out doing shit doing stuff that i (laughs) was a regular condom user again right i don't find you funny And, (laughs) and and so when i approached the need to wear a condom it wasn't like oh, fuck, I got to put a condom on. It was like, oh, fuck, I get to put a condom on. Right. I'm fucking somebody new. This is fun, right? Which I feel like you could teach a course on how, because that loss of erection. It's psychologically driven. I feel like there's probably a physiological component to it. Obviously, sex does feel better without a condom. Absolutely. That's the way it's designed to make you want to do it again. Tom Segura and that great bit. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, it's a bit problematic, but it's funny as fuck. (laughs) You can put that clip in later. I'll I'll see if I can find it. No, no, no. That's not putting a condom on. No, 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 it's about having sex without a condom. Oh, no, that's that's coming. Yeah, it's not pulling out. That's what it is. It's about not pulling out. Yeah, but yeah, different if you're not wearing a condom. I guess. That was one of the reasons, a breeding fetish. That's why one woman in there. Ew. I, I had a partner who introduced me to breeding fetish. He just wanted to come in you. I don't know. I'm not sure I, again, not yucking anyone's yum, but I'm not. Is that really a fetish? I get it if it's two gay men. Being a cum dumpster? Well, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I think that is a fetish. Is it? Absolutely. There wouldn't be porn about it. If I mean, there my wasn't porn a... history is full of it, so I guess I'm, Which who I am think, I to talk? I always <laughs> found that really interesting where you were you are always super careful and super strict about condom use in real life, mm. but you don't want them in your porn. Oh, absolutely not. And I feel I feel terrible when I watch porn. <laughs> and it's like, that's the bare minimum that these performers can do to, to keep themselves safe. And I want, I see a clip with a condom. I'm like, nope, next one. I just, I don't want it. And I feel like such a hypocrite. <laughs> like I really do. I mean, they do test a lot. Well, yeah, I know. But when you're, you know, finding your porn clip and you're getting ready to jerk off, you're not generally thinking about the ethics of that production. It's not until after you nut. Yeah. And and then you go, oh. What am I watching? Yeah. Oh, man. Post-nut shame. Post-nut shame. I mean, yeah. uh, yeah. So using a condom and it never, I've never had that issue where I put a condom on and and I go soft. I have had that happen to me a few times. This is my question for you is that as a woman... Mm-hmm. who fucks men, mm-hmm. did you find a lot of guys would show up prepared? Or did you have to have like, you know, a pallet in your closet with condom boxes ready to go of various sizes for yes different and men? Yes <laughs> Dante likes to joke about all the condoms I used to keep in my bedside drawer. Yeah. When he showed up. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think, you know, when you saw it, you were like, she's a safety girl mm-hmm. you know like pretty woman okay i got green i got purple i got gold yeah. and i do have one gold circle coin left the <laughs> condom of champions nothing is going to get through this sucker i felt like pretty woman in 1990 very ahead of its time for that for that like yeah. that was the first thing was she pulls out of all of her condoms mm-hmm. out right anyway i think anecdotally i would say that the men that showed up with their own condoms didn't have 
issues. an issue mm-hmm. with losing their erection. It was the men where I would say, oh, you don't have a condom? I have one. I watched a TikTok of a woman that was like, nope, they have to be responsible for every single drop of their own cum. Mm-hmm. And if they show up to my bedroom without a condom, they're going to get one. They're leaving to go and get one. You're like, you can't just do oral instead? Like, I mean, you can eat my pussy. It's a little want. bit of punishment, you know? I, I mean, I think the first time, if you're not sure how that that's going to go, yeah. you brought condoms with you to the grocery store, you know, because just in case. But wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think every, every time you went on a date, you brought condoms. Always. Just in case. Just in case. And every time we go to the club, we bring a go bag just in case. Yeah. Would you like to tell people what's, what a, our go bag is so our go and bag, what's in it? Our go bag is a little bag that is filled with all the essentials. It's a, a Lululemon it's bag. It's a little Lululemon bag, yeah. <laughs> and it's filled with all the essentials for a good night out of sexy fun. So it has If you happen to be meeting people or planning on meeting people yep. at the you know either at a venue or at the club or at a hotel or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it has condoms? Yes. And it has the condoms that I like to use? Yes. Which we can talk about condoms in a little bit. Uh-huh. It has mouthwash? Yes. And wipes? Yep. And like, like cotton lube. wipes. And lube. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that we put in there? Uh, like wet wipes we have in there, yeah. Gum? Oh, yeah, gum. Oh, no, oh, no, we have, no, sorry, we have mouthwash. Do yeah. we have gum in there? Uh, mouthwash, like uh, just... I don't think we have gum in there because I think the mouthwash, the mouthwash is to freshen breath, obviously, but it's also a little bit of, of you know, a little bit of disinfectant before you go from one person to another. <laughs> you got to keep the mustard out of the mayo, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Hot hand, cold hand. Like, right, got it. When you have multiple partners on the go, you have to make sure that there's no cross-contamination that's that's gonna happen there right (laughs) see what i'm saying you guys like he's just he's got it all figured out yeah and so i think i think for any of these people that have any of those penis owners that have an issue of losing erection or it spoils the mood or whatever reframe that is not like i have to put a condom on it's like i get to put one on yeah i think that there is You talk about killing a mood. Mm. If somebody's going to be a big fat baby about wearing a condom, like not having one on you because you're not sure how the date's going to go, that's one thing. Mm. But if you're going to be a jerk about it. Yeah, if you're going to protest about having to put it on. Then yeah. And I get the whole, you know, I don't want it to go badly. I mean, yeah. I guess I kind of understand like if you have somebody in your space or you're in someone's space and the two options are like agree to condomless sex or risk bodily harm. Uh, Can I have a third option? Yeah, like I, I was like, oh, I, I mean, I, this, I don't want this to sound like, you know, women, like pick better men. I don't mean for it to sound that way, but maybe, maybe there's an indication somewhere before you have them in their, in your bedroom or you're in their bedroom yeah, when you're at where that you know point. what kind of person they are. Yeah. Like everybody pay attention to how they treat weight staff. Like there's, yeah. I mean, it's a very intimate act. And if you, and I like, I know that on the podcast, a lot of times we make, you know, we talk, we joke about recreational sex and mm-hmm. how we enjoy that. And you know, your dating history, my dating history. But I also think, you know, you absolutely 100% need to feel comfortable with who you're having sex with. And if you don't, 
don't like no one. And, and that's another thing that we've always had in our relationship is nobody has to fuck anybody. No. And nobody has. It's like, well, I don't want to do this. Why? No, it's just no is no. A no from one is a no from both. And yep. there doesn't have yep. to be a justification or, you know, a PowerPoint presentation about why we're not going to fuck these people. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that if you don't feel comfortable saying, I need you to wear a condom. Then you shouldn't be having sex with that person. Then they should not be granted access Mm-mm. Do not let them inside your body. Like, immediately no. And that's, it doesn't matter who you are. Man, woman, straight, gay. Like, if you're not feeling comfortable enough to insist on your own safety, then no. I don't know if I have trust issues or not. But there was there was a, a woman in the article who was interviewed that has two regular sex partners. Okay. And she always uses condoms with one. And doesn't with the other. Okay. Because they've got an agreement that they won't use condoms with each other. Sure. But any other partners they have, they'll use condoms with them. Okay. And my question to you is... Yep. Do you trust people enough no. to have... No. In a casual relationship? No, 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 no. Immediately I mean, no. Look, I'll, I'll confess. I've only had unprotected sex with two women in my entire life. I know. I love that about you. The mother of my children and Beatrice. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Everybody else has always, there's yes. always been a condom. Yes, always. Yes. And I can't imagine, even in doing what we do, if we were to get into a situation where we had a very regular addition mm-hmm. to our relationship, as much as in my head, it turns me on yep. incredibly yep. to have unprotected sex. Just just here you go. Throw Doesn't the matter. mustard and the mayo yeah, and the ketchup and the relish and, and everything. Whatever. Yeah. 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 I got it. But realistically, <laughs> I don't know if I could ever get to a point where I would trust that other person that's like, not hey. you to the point where it would be okay to do mm-hmm. that. No, because this is the thing, like it, it's not it's no shade on anybody, but it's almost like an undue burden on the other person. Like, because if they do find themselves in a situation or they do find themselves having an opportunity, and then what? They got to come back to you and go, oh, actually, by the way, or is it cool if, or whatever. Like, I think it really affords people a lot of freedom to do what they want to do without having conversations and, and agreements and all kinds of stuff between a whole bunch of people. Like, I'm with you. I think it, for us, it's always been sort of twofold. One, obviously... I mean, pregnancy isn't an issue for either one of us right? at this point, but it is, it is a possibility for a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Sexual health is another thing. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of people that have had two years hollowed out of their socialization, their dating, yeah. sex lives, and they are woefully misinformed about STIs and how prevalent they are now because... Testing has had been scaled resources. way back. Yeah. And they don't understand that there are a lot of things that are treatable, but there are a couple of things, some whoppers that are not. Yeah. They're treatable, but they're not curable. Sure. And I was speaking to a group of, you know, kids like around my son's age, and they, it was terrifying. Their how lack much of they knowledge. Did, yeah. How yeah. much they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't know the difference between the infections that are treatable 
and the ones that are curable. They yeah. didn't know that there were a couple of things that like- You get it, you got it forever. You have it forever, like luggage. And I think that, so pregnancy, sexual health, but then just having something that is just for you and I- Sure. Was always one of the things, and it's not forever. Like lots of people have, you know, multiple partners that don't, mm -hmm. they don't use condoms with. But that was something that you and I- stated at the very beginning, mm -hmm. and we've not wavered on that, mm -mm. that not using condoms was only for you and I. Let me just reframe that a little bit, because yes, I agree with that 100%, but some people, and I was guilty of this when I was younger, it's like, if you use a condom, you're invincible. Sure, okay. Yeah. Right, and yes, condoms are remarkably effective when used properly yes. at preventing pregnancy. Yes. And remarkably effective for a number of STIs, but they're not 100%. Mm -mm. And so it's calling it safe sex, I think it needs to be I reframed more as safer sex. But in our risk calculation, condom use for penetrative sex mm -hmm. is a must. Absolutely. But for oral sex... Well, but that's... But, you know... It's a different risk calculation, right? We talk to, you know, people that we're going to be doing that with. Mm -hmm. If we get to that point with them, then we talk about getting up-to-date testing. Yeah. And I think with, with everyone that we have gotten to that point with, mm -hmm. we've had up-to-date testing yeah. for ourselves and for them. Yeah. Because that's something, because then, you know, then we don't have to use barriers for oral. Right. We can and lower that risk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if we all have our testing up-to-date and everything's kosher, then that's fine. But I think that just like a lot of things, we, we think that everybody knows what we know mm -hmm. does what we do and when you start talking to people anecdotally about this kind of stuff and they look at you like my family doctor when i went to her to ask for you know a seemingly random sti workup screen mm -hmm. she was like okay like do you have a new partner and it was like no is she a family doctor or your ob no my family doctor she's your family doctor okay. she she is but she does ob she she yeah she does it all. She does all that stuff too. But, And I explained to her how all that worked. And to my surprise and delight, she was like, oh, okay, cool. No problem. My, my family doctor has been pretty good about these conversations Yeah. As well. And she said, I wish I had more patients that insisted on that, that were doing what you guys were doing. She said, you would be stunned at how many of my patients in their late 30s, 40s, 50s that get divorced. Mm-hmm start dating again and then have a rash that needs to be dealt and with then, yeah and then come back to me with an sti or or more than one sti because first of all they aren't used to the language they're not used to advocating for themselves mm -hmm. they've been having barrier-free sex for so long they mm -hmm. don't even know how to talk to a new partner about that they don't know what the signs are of different stis mm -hmm. sometimes they don't have any symptoms at all and the next thing you know you've got an HIV infection, you've got a herpes infection, you've got a gonorrhea infection, chlamydia infection. And I mean, if you're young enough to still be in your childbearing years, like it can make you infertile if, yeah. you, if you don't treat it. Syphilis will fuck you up, man. I mean, there, it takes a long time to yeah. fuck you up and you can like medicate at any point along that path and come back. But yeah, if, if you have syphilis <laughs> for years and years, it'll end up driving you insane and or killing you. But Was it a classical musician that had syphilis? There's some famous people I that think had it, syphilis. Wasn't it Mozart? Yeah, I feel like it was Mozart. I feel like it was Mozart or, or Beethoven. Or 
Picasso, that whore. Uh, yeah, I can't remember, but there's something <laughs> like that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's true. Like with my family doctor, he's aware of my relationship mm-hmm. model mm-hmm. and knows that the couple of times a year that that I go to him mm-hmm. to get my requisitions for the different tests and things that they're they're going to be done. He doesn't. You know, we asked a couple of questions about it in the beginning, yeah. and now it's just like, oh, oh, it oh, must be it, time again to yeah, do that again, it's right? That time, yeah, yeah, and certain things for like HIV and syphilis are handled differently here in Canada because it's a different it's a public health department that deals with that specifically. Right, so that's you right, need special yeah. requisitions for that and whatever. Yeah, versus all the other STIs, you can just yeah, get they send your screening. results into public yeah. health. Yeah. yeah, because if there's a positive, they have to do result. contact tracing, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I don't want to throw shade. However, that is another issue that the U.S. is dealing with without a comprehensive universal sure. health care yeah. plan where that is not something that people are going to want to pay for on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It disincentivizes it because there's a financial cost every time you want to yeah. do that. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, with something like that, just like anything else, an ounce of prevention mm-hmm. equals a pound of cure. And when you realize that, you know, as a man, most of these STIs are symptom-free. Yeah. So you could be spreading chlamydia, you could be spreading gonorrhea, you could be spreading a lot of things. You have no idea that you're doing that. HPV is oh, a HPV. big one. I'm HPV. <laughs> mm. Don't let me in. Yeah, I, I got to put that in there, actually. Wow. <laughs> that's, I'm from, a, that, that's actually from one of our first episodes. We, we Are the Earth. The, we Are the Earth, oh. little dicky. It's time to make a make a, an appearance. I am way out of tune today. I don't know what's going on. And so that that's another issue. Now, not to like bum everybody out, but you and I have spent a lot of time talking about the leaked Supreme Court opinion. Yeah. About... Roe v. Wade, and that likely it looks going like away in the likely in June, Roe is going to be overturned, mm-hmm. and what that means, and how there's trigger laws Combined in a lot with of like states. Twenty something states that will effectively ban abortion, and it some of them are doing it already. Already happened. They have there was it Georgia, a state just passed, or Oklahoma, where basically from the moment of conception, right, it is it is it is punishable by jail time and murder charges and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unless rape incest or or health of the mother but any other reason mm-hmm. from zero days onwards after after conception mm-hmm. it's now illegal in right. that state to right. get an abortion i think it is oklahoma it's like jesus christ man i'm pretty sure there are states that don't have exceptions for there, yeah no exception for after 12 weeks or 10 weeks or and they keep they keep bringing it back right before most women even know that they're pregnant. Yeah. Which means that if you have unprotected sex with anyone, you should be testing. Like, how long does it take before HCG shows up on a pregnancy test? It takes a long time. It doesn't, not necessarily. It depends. In, in my personal experience, it can be as little as six weeks. Six weeks is still a long time after conception. It, it is. It is. <laughs> and in some states, that's already too late. And that's why there is already forming an underground network of Plan B acquisition, Mm -hmm. which uh, there's a couple of different names for it, but it's basically the morning after pill. Yeah. And I actually listened to a podcast. It's called The Experiment. Okay. And it's really... Okay, I'm going to do a shout out here. Very rarely do I like, do we like shout out other podcasts. Okay. But The Experiment, meaning like The Great Experiment, Mm -hmm. a podcast about their unfinished country. 
And the host is Julia Longoria. And I don't know who you are, Julia Longoria, but I am in love with your voice. I just, and your vernacular. I just want to let her know that. Okay. You'll tag her, tag her in the I episode. Love it. I love it. I love the podcast. But there was an episode about sort of this underground abortion network and how to construct very simple do-it-yourself abortion tools. Like physical tools? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Like it's, I was driving in my car listening to it and I was absolutely like terrified thinking about what that would be like to do that in my house. No. And again... You know, (laughs) there's so much that bothers me about this because this is the thing. Banning abortion is one thing, but not having comprehensive health care. The deck is stacked against women women on purpose. And banning IUDs, banning birth control. But I've not heard anything about condoms. Yeah. Because condoms go on dicks. Yeah. (laughs) And And sex toys if you're sharing them. You sound so friendly. <laughs> it's heavy. It, it, it's it's a heavy topic it is. for me. It really is. I've found myself walking around very sad mm-hmm. lately. I'm sure that had nothing to do with monkeypox or school shootings or Roe v. Wade. I going was already away, I or mean, Ukraine. Like or, what? Oh my or, god! Or th- COVID. Remember when COVID was just the one thing we had to worry yeah, about? Yeah. Remember when COVID was the worst thing we had to worry about? <laughs> Fuck. Jesus fucking Christ! And yeah, I mean everything's felt kind of heavy yeah. lately like you know that the world is kind of shitty when covid gets pushed out of the news yeah cycle yeah but feeling for all my american mm-hmm. sisters mm-hmm. I- i'm speechless you know, I know. I- i'm speechless but i think that you know there's going to be a long fight ahead of everybody mm-hmm. but i also think that i have to believe that good will out you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I didn't mean to like get all bummed out on you guys, but you know, but but I haven't heard anything about about condoms, about condoms, like that's still cool. So what I wanted to ask you about, even though we haven't read anything about condoms being banned, yes, with it looking more and more like the U.S. becoming a theocracy, mm-hmm. do you think that's the next target? You know, because a lot of religions sort of ban non-reproductive sex right Right. do you think that that's the goal is to Mm. is to do you think that that like it feels like everything's sort of driving towards a certain goal do you think that non-reproductive sex is the target do you think that recreational sex is the target do you think that like do you think that that's where everything is going before this leaked decision came out about roe Mm -hmm. i would have said no Right. I would have said that they'll do religions will do their best to shame you and you know purity rings and all that kind of nonsense. Yeah. But that okay, whatever. Like you'll just be shamed if you have okay. sex. Yeah, we're used to that. But yeah, but <laughs> now, now I really do think that the more power that is given, like as you say, is it becomes more of a theocracy in the yeah. United States where yeah. religious doctrine is what is informing public law. Yeah. I don't think that that's as far a stretch as it might have been no. even just a couple of months ago. That, like that's what it's starting to feel like to me. That it's trying to like not just reverse Roe, but to reverse the entire sexual revolution. Yeah, because if you look at these laws restricting abortion in the United States, ultimately what it comes down to is you shouldn't have gotten pregnant. Right. <laughs> you had sex when you shouldn't have with right. a person that you shouldn't have. Right. 
And now you're pregnant, and so you got to deal with that. Right. Well, remember that TikTok that I showed you the other night where it was some fucking piece of shit with a microphone mm. that was like, I wouldn't have sex with anyone that I oh, wouldn't yeah. have a kid with. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Or you wouldn't have sex with anyone that you wouldn't be in a relationship with. And I understand how on the face of that, you go, well, yeah, like you should have sex with people yeah, that you, you love. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But, but also, but the, and that's fine if that's a personal boundary that you want to set or a personal goal that you want to set. Mm-hmm. We have evolved to have sex for more than procreation. Mm-hmm. We're one of only a few mammals that do that. Yes. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Our closest primate relatives are mm-hmm. bonobos. Yes. They use sex for lots more than procreation. Yes. What do they use sex for? They use it to diffuse tension in the group. Yes. If there's a like a, an outburst or some kind of conflict, mm-hmm. they will they will use sex to to diffuse that situation they use it to build social bonds Mm -hmm. they use it to increase group cohesion right there's there's a lot of different reasons why the and it's all sorts of types of sex all the all the all the cousins of sex right right intercourse oral manual stimulation Mm -hmm. male male female female male female it doesn't it doesn't really matter right And it's always fascinated me. I was raised Catholic, as you know, Mm -hmm. and shamed quite a bit about sex and Mm -hmm. for sex. And it's always fascinated me. What is it about sex that frightens so many people? So much so that they want to codify Mm -hmm. rules about it. And like, I've always been like, why do people care so much about like with LGBTQ rights yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, why do you care who people are fucking? Like, yeah. why is that your problem? That's nothing to do with you. They're not coming for you. You're not their type. But now they're coming after the straight, sexy people yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like- Nobody's safe. Th- nobody's safe. They're coming for you. And it blows my mind. I've always been like, what is it about these governments and these places where- they're so comfortable with violence. Yeah. And so terrified of sex. Yeah. Particularly women and sex. Like, what is that about? What What is the razor wire fence around the kitten for? Like, I don't understand. It's, I wish somebody, if there's anybody out there, any kind of, you know, social scientist or social psychologist that can explain that to me, where does that come from? Like, what are they afraid of? It seems striking to me that, that, and I don't mean to be harping on our neighbors to the South, but... You know, we, we love you guys. But for a country that values individual liberty right. and freedom above so much, right? does it only apply if you want the same things I want? Right. Right? Like, how can you advocate for freedom, but then also want to take away somebody's right to be able to do something? Because... That has zero impact on you. It's like, because the Bible... Hey, I don't belong to your little book club. Yeah. Your little rules don't apply to me. Yeah. And I, I can't remember who, who I saw. You're fucked it. with that. It was, um, I think it was a CNN contributor, was like, I will fight to the death mm-hmm. to defend your right to practice your religion. Right. But don't impose your beliefs on me. Right. That's where this alliance ends. Sure. Why is that so hard to accept? 
Yeah. It absolutely blows my mind. I don't understand. Mm. I don't get it. And as we're running up to June, mm-hmm. we're about to celebrate Pride Month. And I'm super excited because, you know, I'm still like a little neophyte. Are you going to go to your first Pride? Yes, I think so. Aww. There's There's someone, there's a couple of people actually who have invited me. To go to, go to Pride with? with them. Experience Pride goers. In Toronto, yes. It's going to be fun. And I'm very excited about that. Because, yeah. you know, that's not something that I, as a, a sort of a newly, recently acknowledged bisexual woman, mm-hmm. I never really felt like, I always felt like an ally, but I never really felt like a part of. That like Pride was for you. Right. As a, as a cis woman. Yes. Cis bi woman. Yes. Right. And so I was super flattered. Hmm. when they asked me to to go it's like do you want do you want to come to pride this year and i was like fuck yeah i want to go to pride it's gonna be good <laughs> so i think there's quite a bit of stuff going on in toronto this year mm. so yeah well because it's been it's been kind of it's postponed, been two years canceled for a couple of years right? yes yes so there's good it's gonna be a big one this year yeah i think so and so i i just like i don't know like sex kills way fewer people than violence does yeah so let's uh let's make love not worry people that's it so there was one so thing that take you it wanted back to... to the last the last thing i wanted to talk about today yeah. what's the <laughs> <laughs> okay so you followed another link yeah, at the so, end of your so, article so in the in the article they have a like if you like this you might like these other articles and there was an article about condoms like uh, choosing condoms choosing the right condoms. choosing the right condom and it actually, you know, I know a fair bit about condoms from personal experience, but actually I found this article okay. very informative. No, 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 but I found this article because I've tried different condoms and, and I've gone through the phase of like, oh, I don't really like these ones, you know, for this reason or that reason. But when we talk about loss of erection or it falling off because mm-hmm. it's improperly sized. Or like doesn't feel good. Or doesn't feel good. Like, yeah, you don't like the sensation. There's a lot of things you can do. And some of these things I knew, like obviously when you use condoms, use lubrication. Right. Especially latex condoms, they have a tendency to dry mm-hmm. to dry. You out. like a polyisoprene? Okay. Which is a natural rubber. It's not latex, it's a natural rubber. Cuz you like there's a lot of women that have latex allergies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, let's just So I just Let's just go around that objection. Yeah, so so <laughs> So I just, you know what? I don't know. And I'll even, you just know. Just sever it. There, yeah, but there are women who don't know that they have latex allergies. They just know that they don't sex like is uncomfortable yeah. with condoms. Yeah, and they yeah, don't yeah. put those two things together, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I like. I also like polyisoprene because it warms up faster than mm. latex. Oh, okay. And so very quickly, it feels like it's not there for me, right? So use, use lubrication mm-hmm. just because that's makes the experience better Uh, water-based water-based although some of these condoms actually come with silicone lubricant like as the lubricant in it and i always thought i always thought silicone and latex didn't go together but if it's not latex maybe you can use anyways okay water-based is the way to go we're having you just had an epiphany over there (laughs) so water-based is the way to go for your lubrication and you know put a couple drops inside the condom Mm. that tends to make it feel uh better Mm. but the crux of this article was how condoms are oftentimes incorrectly sized. Like bras. Yes. So the majority of condoms that are on the shelves, if they don't say something different, they are meant to be more of like a medium fit. Like a fits most. Fits most, right. Which roughly is about 50% of the population out there. But not 50% of the condoms out there 
are sized like that, it's right. closer to like 80 or 90% are like that. Okay. But that's only going to be good for about 50% of the population. Huh. 20 to 30% of the population are going to need what is uh, euphemistically called snugger fit. <laughs> okay. Co- type I'm condoms. Sorry. I should, okay. I should right. Know. And and this is in all condoms, regardless of whether they're like Trojan Magnums or slimmer fit, are all about the same length. It's not about the length of the penis. It's more about the girth of the penis. Okay. Okay. So... They talk about, like, if you've ever put condoms on and you feel like, you know, you're, you're, being strangled. you're being strangled, you might want to look at a larger one. And, of course, everybody wants to, like, rock up, put the, the you know, the 24-pack of Georgian Magnums on the on the thing and get the knowing <laughs> looks and the wistful stares <laughs> from Mazel everybody. Top. Right. But but the reality is, is, is it's only going to be something like 15 to 20% of the population are actually going to need those larger size condoms. And they had a very helpful pseudoscientific <laughs> test. In this article on how you can tell if you should be buying the snugger fit condoms, the Magnum type extra large roomier condoms, or the ones that don't say either and are just the generic sort of ones there. Okay. And And, what was that? and, And they're like, take a toilet paper tube and put it on your erect penis. Mm hmm. If, if it fits just right, then you're most fit type regular standard condom. Right. If it's roomy, you might want to go with the with the snugger, snugger fit. fit. Mm-hmm. And if there's a bit of friction or it's difficult to get on, then you should go to to the larger ones. And I, So and- last night you were telling me about this <laughs> yeah. supplementary article and I said, well, "Let's do it right now." I was like, "Well, I I, I can't just t- I can't just go and fuck a full roll of toilet paper." I said, like, "No, I I just happened to finish a roll of toilet paper." Perfect. I will fetch you the roll and then you're like yeah but like my dick has to be hard and so i stared at him and talked about him a little bit (laughs) and that solved that problem (laughs) (laughs) this was in between episodes of obi-wan kenobi by the way yeah yeah which is amazing and everybody who's a star wars fan should watch it yeah absolutely yeah 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 yeah. it's so good it's so good continuity wise oh yeah stellar so i'm sure everybody are we gonna make everybody wait until next week to find out what happened no. No, we, we just don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so what like a little bit of a humble brag, but a lot. But I found out that I probably should be buying bigger sizes. Bigger size condoms. <laughs> I have not been able to wipe the grin off your face <laughs> since then. <laughs> On and off, every once in a while one of us will giggle and <laughs> we'll go, What's so funny? The toilet paper roll. <laughs> like, oh congratulations. Muzzle <laughs> I thought we were gonna have to like extract it. Like, so I'm I'm curious. So so there is um, I mean you don't necessarily want to commit to buying a, a box of a different size condom. So there's actually a company. Yeah, I think they're American. No, they're British based. Called Lucky Bloke. <laughs> okay. And they're a condom manufacturer, and they have these sample packs. Shut up. Yeah. So if like you're a variety pack. Yes, and so you can get it sized so it can be like a variety of different brands of whatever the size condom okay but they also have like a variety pack of sizes as well now where was that while i was dating and this is the thing it's like if you don't know if you want to be responsible and you're going to have penis owners over for sex and you don't know what size they are and you want to have like all these different boxes you can just get these sample packs of lucky bloke of different sizes you know it'd be so funny though like if somebody comes over and i go i'm sorry i only have the snug ones left And then they run out crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I'll, I'll put a, I'll put a link to oh my to, god that's so helpful. Lucky bloke for for that there, and we're not sponsored by them or anything like no, that. They, I mean, I, they have sponsored I mean, some podcasts. I we listen could to, be, but, but maybe we could we could. Uh, oh my god, that's hilarious! Yeah. I, I think what a great idea. It is a great idea, and this is you know I think a lot of a lot of women don't realize that they're wearing the wrong size bras until they get sized properly, yeah. and I feel like there's a lot of men that are out there suffering needlessly. Yeah, and as a result, women suffering needlessly mm-hmm. from loss of erections. So hopefully in the next few weeks, I will have some really fun stories about pride for mm-hmm. you. And um, Oh yeah, definitely. We'll do an episode about after, you, after you've gone to the pride yes! parade for sure. 100%. Yeah, super excited. Yeah, yeah. I think we should let the babies know that we will be in Miami. Yes. From August... 17th? To the 20th. 20th to the 21st. Whatever the Sunday Whatever is. Whatever the Sunday is, yeah. Yeah. So if any of our, any of our brave ones are in Miami and they want to send us a DM. Yeah, we'd love um, to get together. Yeah. Go for a drink or Yeah, super or, fun. Or hang out at the beach at the at the beach gym or whatever. Yeah, man. Yeah, just if you're going to be if you're going to be in Miami in that middle late part of August, hit us up. Yeah. Thanks so much Dante that that was fun. <laughs> that was <laughs> toilet paper roll. <laughs> <laughs> try it everyone, let us know yeah, how it works. Absolutely everybody should try. Yeah. Everybody with a penis. Toilet paper roll. Just don't force it. No, don't force it. Bye. Bye, everyone.